in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today actually is the first Sunday of the Coptic month, Kiyah. And as you know, at the end of this month, we celebrate the Feast of Nativity. So during these four Sundays, the Church reads to us the first chapter from the Gospel of St. Luke. Because in this chapter, St. Luke explained to us the events of the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. So the first Sunday today is the Annunciation of Archangel Gabriel to Zacharias regarding the birth of John the Baptist. Next Sunday, the Annunciation of Archangel Gabriel to Saint Mary regarding the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. The third Sunday is the visit of Saint Mary to Elizabeth to serve her during the last three months of her pregnancy. The fourth Sunday will be the birth of St. John the Baptist and then on the Feast of Nativity we read the account of the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. The birth of St. John the Baptist is related to the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ because he is the forerunner. Forerunner means the one who came to run before the Master, the one who came to prepare the way for the Lord. And the last word in the book of Malachi, which is the last book in the Old Testament, not according to the Septuagint, the last word is the word curse. He was speaking about the ministry of Elijah when he returns before the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And he said about Elijah, he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. So the last verse, the last word is curse. But with the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ, now it is the time of mercy, the time of grace. As you heard in the psalm of today, you will arise and have mercy upon Zion, for it is time to have mercy upon her. For the Lord shall build up Zion and shall appear in his glory. And as you know, Zion represents either the soul, the human soul of the believers or the church of God or can be also referring to Saint Mary, the mother of God. So before Christ, there was no grace. But after Christ, with the coming of Christ, the time of grace, the time of mercy started. The mercies of God has been revealed and appeared to us. God did not change. God is always merciful and is always compassionate. But the manifestation of His mercy started with the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
That's why when we speak about time, we say before Christ and after Christ. Because before Christ, the manifestation of mercy and compassion was not clear to us. But after Christ, the manifestation of the mercies of God was clear to us. That's why the angel named the son of Zechariah John. John means God is compassionate. Johanna. Jo means Jehovah. Hanna in Hebrew is similar to Arabic. Hanan, which means God is compassionate. God is merciful. It is the time in which God will reveal his mercy towards us. And in the Annunciation of Archangel Gabriel to Zechariah about John the Baptist, actually there are 10 points I like to address. The first point, the name John, as I explained, it means the mercies of God, the compassion of God. So while we are celebrating the nativity of our Lord Jesus Christ, and while we are in this season of nativity, we need to reflect on the compassion and mercies of God. And by the way, we did not earn His mercy, but His mercy and grace is a gift toward us, pre-gift toward us. Not because we are worthy or we deserve it, but because God chose to reveal His mercy toward us. Also the second part, Archangel Gabriel said to Zacharias that you will have joy and gladness and many will rejoice at his birth. Yes, all of us who are celebrating the birth of John the Baptist because his birth was indication of a new era in the life of the world. In the church, we don't celebrate the birth of any saint. We celebrate their departure or their martyrdom. Like today, we celebrated the departure of Saint Abahur and Saint Hermina. So, we celebrate their departure. There is only exception of two saints, Saint Mary, the Mother of God, and Saint John the Baptist, in which we celebrate their birth. Because their birth is a beginning of a new era in our dealing with God. God reveals and manifested his compassion toward us. Also, you may see in this Nexidium, we celebrate the birth of St. Hemanot, but this was taken from the Ethiopian Synaxidium. But in the Coptic tradition, we only celebrate the birth of St. Mary and St. John the Baptist. In the Ethiopian tradition, they celebrate also the birth of St. Hemanot. That's why we have it in our Synaxidium, but it is taken from the Ethiopian tradition. So, yes, you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. And here I want to pause and ask a question to all the young generation, children, youth, young adults. Are you a reason of joy and gladness to your parents or not? When your parents remember you, 
Are they happy? Are they joyful? Are they proud of you? Because you are a righteous, godly son or daughter? Or they are grieved when they remember you? John the Baptist was a reason of joy and gladness to his parents and not only to his parents but as Archangel Gabriel said many will rejoice at his birth but even if until now you are not a reason of joy and gladness it's never too late when you repent and you return back to God and you become a godly person and a righteous person definitely you will be a reason of joy and gladness to your parents heart and to the people around you the third point he mentioned about John the Baptist he will be great in the sight of the Lord many times we seek to be great in the sight of others and want to be praised by others but it doesn't matter people's opinion change from day to another on Hosanna Sunday they said about the Lord Hosanna in the highest, this is the king of Israel. On Friday, five days later, they stood before Pontius Pilate and said, crucify him, crucify him. The opinion of the people change. Don't seek to please people. Don't think about what the people say about you. It doesn't matter. But what it really matters, what God says about you. And if you are great in the sight of God, then actually God will give you grace in the eyes of the people. John the Baptist was respected and honored by Herod. You read in the, in the Gospel that Herod respected John the Baptist because he knew that John the Baptist was a godly man. Yes, at the end he killed him, but he killed him because of the pressure from Herodia. But in his heart, he respected John the Baptist because he was a godly man. When you are great in the sight of the Lord, God will give you grace in the eyes of the people. And, and we saw in our time, Pope Kirillo VI, how God gave him grace in the sight of Abdul Nasir and he respected him because he knew that he is a godly man, a saint, a fearer of God. That's why he respected and honored him. The fourth point about John the Baptist, he said, shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. Means he knew that he is not of this world. So he will not be conformed to the world and enjoy the pleasures of the world. You hear in every divine liturgy at the conclusion of the Catholic letter, the deacon says, do not love the world, all the things that are in the world. All these pleasures of the world are vanity and will destroy your heart from inside and will not give you the real joy. Maybe it will give you temporary happiness for some time but it will never give you deep joy and deep peace in your heart. That's why don't seek the pleasures of the world. When actually you rejoice in the Lord, 
and live a godly life and you be filled with the Holy Spirit, then your heart will have the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, and peace. That's why he stayed away from drinking wine and drinking strong drink. Unfortunately, many people right now, they argue about social drinking. Why would the church doesn't allow us to have social drinking, etc. See John the Baptist, how he was great and also he was determined not to enjoy the pleasures of the world, but to enjoy only his relationship with God. This comes from where? Because as we read also, he will also be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb. Don't say, but John the Baptist was filled with the Holy Spirit. But each one of us also, on the day of our baptism, we were anointed by the Holy Christ and we received the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is dwelling in us. So each one of us has the Holy Spirit in him. It's up to you either to kindle the grace of the Holy Spirit in you and to be filled with the Holy Spirit and to submit to the leadership of the Holy Spirit or to quench the Holy Spirit and to grieve the Holy Spirit. If you allow the Holy Spirit to lead you and to fill every single part in your heart, in your mind, in your thoughts, in your will, then you will have the fruit of the Holy Spirit like John the Baptist. John the Baptist was filled with the Holy Spirit. That's why he was great in the sight of God. That's why he was able to stay away from the pleasures of the world like drinking wine or strong drink. All of us, we received the Holy Spirit, but we need to kindle this grace of the Holy Spirit inside our heart. Then about his ministry, a man who is actually great before the, the Lord, a man who lives ascetic life and enters through the narrow gate and walking in the difficult way, a man who is filled with the Holy Spirit, definitely he will have a very successful ministry. Although his ministry was very short, three years, three years, but in these three years, he prepared the world to the coming of the Lord. As Archangel Gabriel said to Zechariah about his ministry, he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. Yes, many went to John the Baptist, confessing their sins, repenting, asking him, what should we do? And John the Baptist was very clear and he gave them correct instruction, guidance in their spiritual life, how to repent and how to live a godly life. John the Baptist was very courageous when he saw Herod is not walking according to the law of God, he told him it is not lawful for you to marry your brother's wife. He turned many people, many, many people to the Lord God. After the people were living in corruption, in sin, in wickedness, he was able actually to turn them to repentance and to return to the Lord. Also, he was very powerful in his ministry as Archangel Gabriel said to Zechariah, he will go 
John will go before him, before Christ, in the spirit and power of Elijah. Elijah was a very powerful man. He stood before Ahab, the king, and rebuked him. He was strong in his ministry. He did not fear anybody except God. He was a godly man, a righteous man. John the Baptist, he had the spirit of Elijah. The, the power that was in Elijah was in John the Baptist. But this power comes from where? If you remember the Lord Jesus Christ before his ascension, he said to the disciples, don't depart from Jerusalem until you receive power from on high. What is this power? It is the power of the Holy Spirit. A person who is led by the Holy Spirit and letting the Holy Spirit to control his life and to lead his life, he will be a very powerful man. Because the Holy Spirit is, a, is God, is the Spirit of God. Yes, we will be powerful and courageous, like John the Baptist and like Elijah. Elijah's ministry, as we read in the book of Malachi chapter 4, had certain characteristics. And these characteristics, we can find it in the ministry of John the Baptist. The first thing about Elijah's ministry, to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, to fix family relationships. At that time, before the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, and also before the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. The family bond is becoming weaker and weaker. Conflict between spouses, conflict between fathers and children, many divorce, children don't like their fathers, fathers don't like their children, children walk with their own mind without being submissive to their parents, Parents are angry at their children. So this is the condition, the situation of the families. So the ministry of Elijah, as we read it in Malachi, Behold, I will send you Elijah, the prophet, before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord, second coming. And he will turn the heart of the fathers to the children, and the heart of the children to their father, lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. God doesn't like when the family is not strong, when the family bond is weakened. That's why he said, if this will continue, I will strike the earth with a curse. Because weak family bond means there is no love. And if there is no love, there is no God, because God is love. And if there is no God, then the earth will be cursed, as the Lord said. So Elijah came to fix this relationship, to turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the heart of the children to their fathers. And the same Archangel Gabriel said to Zechariah about John the Baptist, he will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children. So we need we need the spirit of Elijah. We need the spirit of John the Baptist, especially in these days in which we see many family conflict, 
many uh, divorce cases, how the family is getting weaker and weaker, and the family bond is getting actually very, very weak. People live together in the same household, but they are so disconnected from each other. We need this spirit of Elijah and John the Baptist to turn the heart of the fathers to the children and the heart of the children to their fathers. And also, another thing about the ministry of John the Baptist and Elijah, and to turn the disobedient to the wisdom of the just. The disobedience to the wisdom of the just. Many people actually, when you see them and you see their behavior, you see they are completely away from wisdom. For example, people who abuse drugs, there is no wisdom. They are destroying their minds, they are destroying their hearts, they are destroying their bodies. People who live in immorality, again, this is completely foolishness away from the wisdom. So the spirit of Elijah and the spirit of John the Baptist is to turn the disobedient to the wisdom of the just. And what is the first point in the wisdom of the just? We read in the Old Testament, the fear of God is the beginning of the wisdom. We are living in a time when there is no fear of God. There is no fear of God. People who allow homosexuality and allow transgenderism and allow sexual immorality. This indication there is no fear of God. They are disobedient to the law of God. That's why we need another John the Baptist. We need Elijah to turn the disobedient to the wisdom of the just. When we live justly, when we live righteously, we will be wise when we walk in the fear of God. And the last point about the ministry of John the Baptist and the ministry of Elijah also, and to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. To make ready. Are you ready? We don't know when we will depart from the world. So we need to be ready all the time, every day, all the day. Are you ready? Ask yourself this question. Are you ready for the coming of the Lord? We need to be ready. And how to be ready? When we live in the fear of God, when we walk in the wisdom of the just, when we live the life of repentance. That is the celebration of nativity. It's not about just exchanging gifts. It's not about parties and Christmas parties. It's about how to be ready to the incarnation of the Son of God. How to, that's how to celebrate nativity is to be ready for the Lord. That's why he sent John the Baptist to make people ready for the coming of the Lord. These are the 10 points about John the Baptist. His name means the compassion of God. He was a source of joy and gladness, not only to his parents, but to many. He was great in the sight of the Lord. He did not drink wine or strong drink. He stayed away from the pleasures of the world. He was filled from the Holy Spirit from his mother's womb. He turned many people to the Lord their God. He walked in the power and the spirit of Elijah because he was filled with the Holy Spirit. He turned the heart of the father to their children and the children to their fathers. He fixed 
many, many broken family relationships, he turned the disobedience to the wisdom of the just, and finally, he made ready a people prepared for the Lord. Let's reflect on these 10 points in the life of John the Baptist. That's why the church reads this chapter to us, to tell us how you celebrate the nativity, how you celebrate this fast, actually by having the spirit of John the Baptist to turn our heart to our children, to make us ready for the coming of the Lord, to make us walking in the fear of the Lord. That, that is the wisdom of the just. May the Lord help all of us to fulfill this ministry of John the Baptist in our life. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.